Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. everyone and welcome back to the podcast. You are going to love our guest today. She is a mindset and holistic health coach. She lives in Denver, Colorado, where she does workshops in person, but you'll be excited to know that she also does them online and even does free workshops in her Facebook group. So that's pretty cool. And you know, she was one of those people who experienced a very unique health struggle that is not one of those mainline things that gets talked about all the time. And so when she needed some help, there was no one that was there to be a resource for her. There was no place to go. And then she just decided, you know what? I want to be that resource. What a great attitude, hey? And so here she is with us today. Her name is Kristen Birdie. Welcome to the show, Kristen. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I am so glad to have you here. Did I pronounce your last name right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Excellent. Before we go any further, I would like to share your contact information with the listeners. It is dailysmilebykristin.com and Kristin is spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-N. And they can also find your Facebook page on Facebook, which is Daily Smile by Kristin. And you can email Kristin. Kristen at dailysmilebykristen.com. And again, it is K-R-I-S-T-I-N. And uh, we are excited to share what she has been through. And I've got to tell you, I've been reading through her profile and there are so many different elements here that are around eating disorders that I feel could go pretty much any way in terms of, of eating too much, not eating enough, and anything else that we are using in our life to mask our feelings. So I am excited to hear more about your story and how you have been facing this adversity for a long time and have completely overcome it and worked through your healing and are now helping others. What a great story. <laughs> yeah. Definitely been a journey. Uh, I'll, I'll, I can start from the beginning. That's usually, start at the beginning, usually yeah. where it works best. Um, <laughs> so I trained in dance. I was actually training to be a pre-professional ballerina, dance ballet through college. So I was very serious about it for a very long time. And I used to go to these intensive training camps during the summer to be able to help perfect my art of ballet. And one summer, actually, I think it was right, it was uh, right after the freshman year of high school, I went to this really intense dance training camp and they started teaching us about nutrition, about how food fuels your body and how, you know, certain things could make it feel worse or it could make you feel less, or it could give you that like quick energy spike, but wouldn't sustain you for a whole performance, which is really great knowledge to know, especially because you're training almost like an athlete. But at that time, I, so actually I was a little bit of a late bloomer. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I didn't get my period until I was 14. Mm -hmm. And I went to this dance training camp, like shortly after getting my first period for the first time. And like I said, we started learning about nutrition and I started taking it a little too far. At first it was okay. I was just, you know, I was swapping out candy for fruit. I was eating a little bit more vegetables. I wasn't like shunning my carrots anymore. You know, like I was actually making really good healthful changes, but I took it too far and it actually morphed into anorexia. And when that happened, I lost my period. I knew there were other, you know, the biggest problem here was like, I was at war with myself and 
war with like my body and my mind. And I felt like that was absolutely the darkest time of my life because there was nothing that was good enough. I was constantly criticizing myself and it was a horrible place to be. And one of the biggest things I'll have to say, especially now that I'm doing what I'm doing, I didn't know who to reach out to. And I felt almost weak for developing this eating disorder. I felt like it, it wasn't safe for me to even ask for help. So I didn't. And I didn't, I kept on kind of going down worse and worse and worse down this um, funnel until a couple of my dance friends were like, you know, you're looking a little too skinny. And coming from like the dance world, if someone's telling you you're looking a little too skinny, you know, you're actually looking a little too skinny. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh man, like they're right. Like I, I really need to backtrack this. And out of like sheer willpower, I kind of stopped those self-destructive behaviors, but I never really addressed the root issue of why I even developed it in the first place until many years later. So after I got back to a healthy weight, my period still didn't come back. And so, I mean, many people at the time, even my mom was like, you're so lucky. You don't have to deal with cramps. Like you don't have to do with any periods. Like that was everyone's first automatic instinct was like, you are so lucky. But little do most people know is that like your period's actually your sixth vital sign of health. So if you're not getting your period, it's actually a big issue. So I was just kind of going along with life. And then when I was... 17 years old, my doctor at the time was like, if you're not getting your period now, you can actually, you're at risk for developing early osteoporosis. And I was like, whoa, like, I don't want that. I mean, I don't think anyone, especially when you're at 17, hearing that your, you know, your bones start to fracture or be brittle by like mid twenties, that's not a very good outlook on life. So I went on the birth control pill because I went on a couple of like experimental things and they didn't work. They didn't produce a period when I needed it to. So I went on birth control pill and that actually really changed the way my life went. Cause afterwards I started developing really bad digestive issues. And most people don't even tell you the risks. I mean, I'm all for, you know, birth control being more widely available and all that, but no one really tells you the risks involved with taking birth control. And that is that it can disrupt digestive issues. It can cause anxiety. Um, it can cause mood swings. It can, if you have you know any endocrine disorders, it can actually make it worse. So during this time, I started developing a lot of digestive issues. I went to several gastroenterologists, which are just doctors that are focused on your GI tract. And they could not figure out what, what was wrong with me. Like all the digestive issues they were having, they were like, we don't know. And after my own research, I actually found that your hormones are dictated in your gut. There's like a lot of hormonal connection in your gut. And then when I presented that to my gastroenterologist, they're like, oh yeah, of course, your hormones, yeah. Like hormones could affect the gut, absolutely. I'm like, why do you have to take (laughs) me to be able to figure that out? So I started developing like these digestive issues when I was in college, which is also... I mean, that's a big transition time. You know, you're already, you're going through a lot of different changes and I got my first serious boyfriend and then we broke up. And because I didn't address those root issues of my eating disorder from my early teens, I actually started developing binge eating because I didn't want, I was also bullied as a kid. So I didn't want to feel that rejection. So I pushed away those emotions and pushed away those feelings with food and I remember just like, this was also another dark time. It wasn't as dark as like my early teens, but I just could not stop the cycle. It seemed like every single weekend I would binge on, you know, chocolate covered pretzels. It was never good stuff. Um, And it was always late night binges. And I just could not stop the cycle. And, you know, it just seemed, it went on for about a year. 
And then I finally, out of sheer willpower, again, was able to bring myself out of it. So I was battling with these digestive issues, um, you know, dealing with the loss of a boyfriend and having all these emotional eating and overeating. And then I went, um, I went into the workforce and I started you know, getting, developing a little bit more stress, which, you know, as we, as we all know, like stress is very much prevalent in corporate work environment. And I actually started developing um, something called exercise bulimia. So this is also just because I didn't address that root issue of the eating disorder. It's kind of, it's just different coping mechanism is what I've really seen is like all eating disorders is just a coping mechanism for something that you aren't ready or your body doesn't feel like it's ready to Face. So I started developing um, exercise bulimia, which is basically you punish yourself with exercise. I remember one specific time um, I was actually, it was, I think, was that like after a happy hour on Friday, I had some nachos at you know the happy hour. And because I had nachos and those were quote unquote, a bad food, or that's what I deemed a bad food, I actually made myself run nine miles. And I only had ran like four miles before that. So going from like four miles to nine miles was a lot. But because I thought I was like, oh, I ate so much or, you know, I ate those bad foods. I don't want to get quote unquote fat. I made myself run and run and run. And so that was also a new period in my life. And then I, so from there, I never really addressed the root issue until I was developed or I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome in 2016. And the reason why I was even diagnosed with that was because I was getting really serious with my now husband and I was still on the birth control pill throughout this whole time. And I was like, you know what? I've had all these period issues back in my teenage years. I really should figure out, or like, I know that sometimes it takes a couple of years for women to figure out, you know, infertility or, you know, whatever is going on with them just because I, I, I wouldn't want to wait that long before like we were actually having children, I wanted to figure out beforehand. So then that time when it actually came to us, like wanting to try to have a family, I could just like kind of go and do it really quickly. (laughs) So I went off the birth control pill. I got diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome because I didn't have a period for three months after going off the pill, which is your standard like checkup time. Um, If you don't have a period with for three months or even any sort of spotting, you absolutely should go see your OBGYN. And that's when I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, but I was also what they call a lean PCOS. So I didn't necessarily fit the normal profile of someone with PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome and um, my blood sugar level. So a lot of times the most commonly prescribed medications to be able to deal with PCOS are birth control pill, which I didn't want to get back on synthroid, which is something that helps you with your thyroid um, when it's underactive, but my thyroid levels were completely fine. So that didn't seem like that was the right thing for me to do. And then also metformin, which is a blood sugar regulator. So those are you know people who have insulin resistance or type 2 diabetes. And my doctors wanted me to go on both of those medications because they're like, oh, it's helped other people. And I was like, wait a second, my blood sugar levels are normal and my thyroid levels are normal. Why would I ever take medication for something that I don't need? It seems so wrong to me. So before this, I like I was always interested in nutrition and health and you know, everything like that. But I never really took it from a holistic perspective. Like I thought like special K bars, the special K 90 calorie bars were like good and healthy, but that's actually not the case. If you look at it from a holistic (laughs) perspective. So once I started adopting these holistic approaches, I like was going at it for, uh, we want to say like a year and a half. And I still had 
no period. And I was like, what gives? I'm doing everything quote unquote perfectly. And then I went to a reproductive endocrinologist to be able to help understand what what's happening in my body. Like help me understand. And he was the first doctor that actually sat with me and said like, okay, I want to hear from the beginning to the end, like what's gone on in your life. No doctor has ever asked me that. And so I was like, okay, I already feel really good about this. And he came up with the fact that I have polycystic ovarian syndrome and hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is basically you're too stressed to be able to ovulate. So when you actually have a lot of stress in your life, you a couple of non-essential, quote unquote, non-essential functions shut down and that's your digestion and reproduction. So he's like, you need to, giving him my whole background and my whole spiel on um, you know, my eating disorder or my unhealthy eating habits for my life. He was like, you really need to take a good and hard look at your relationship with food and your food mindset. And he was the only doctor that prescribed me meditation and yoga. I was like, wow, this is like, this is a great like uh, evolution of, you know, doctor's practices. But that's what actually forced me to look into my relationship with food. And it took me a while. It took me a, a long time because I was doing it on my own. And then I eventually hired a coach to help me, you know, progress myself a little bit longer. Cause there's a certain point where you can't, you can't see the things that you don't want to see. You know, someone else can see those things, but you know, you're, you need that objective perspective. So that really helped me bring myself into the state that I am now where I love food and I love my body. I don't hate myself. I don't criticize myself all the time anymore. I don't shame myself. I don't feel guilty around eating certain foods and I'm at my healthiest I've ever been. And after not having a natural period for 13 years, I now have one every month which doctors actually told me that wasn't possible for me. So I'm here to say anything is possible if you actually work for it and you try to find solutions and just, you know, are never, never giving up on finding when you know it's like in your, in your gut, you know that it's right for you. You know, I heard you say two things that really stood out to me and that was the food mindset, mm-hmm. right? The, the, first of all, the doctor exploring, going backwards. To me, that seems like a very holistic approach, even though he yeah. was endocrinologist, was it? Reproductive endocrinologist, yeah. Yes. And then that term food mindset. Because when you were talking, I was thinking about things like anorexia or punishing yourself with exercise as a way of having control. And then I Mm -hmm. thought, well, maybe it's more of a coping strategy. Mm -hmm. And I just never really thought about it from the term food mindset. So can you explain that term to me a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, so food mindset is your mindset around food and your relationship with food and your body and yourself. And a lot of times, so I'll even backtrack on that. So mindset is what I love working with about mindset is that your subconscious dictates 95% of your actions, behaviors, thoughts, et cetera. If you're not addressing that subconscious belief and our subconscious is formed during our quote unquote formative years, which is between Mm -hmm. the ages of zero and seven. So everything during that time, things are happening to us. So we feel like we, because we don't, we're like little babies. Like, you know, we're like we're little children. We don't have control over our environments and our circumstances and that sort of thing. So things are happening to us. But that's also the time that informs our subconscious of what's available to us. So things like, I know I've had two older sisters and they were constantly on diets. And my mom was constantly on diets. She was on Weight Watchers. And like, so I grew up with this mentality that you can't trust your body or you always have to be doing a diet to be able to be healthy or to look good. So there's those, that's like the food mindset is like understanding, okay, what are those family informed beliefs about yourself that you don't even probably recognize that you have. It's not on a conscious level. That's what food mindset is. It's like, what's going on in the subconscious mind that's dictating your actions right now. 
So a lot of things, when people have difficulty losing weight, sometimes it's even that they don't believe that they can be skinny or normal or average, you know, like they don't believe that they can be that, that weight. They don't believe that about themselves. So they Mm -hmm. think that they're, if you're constantly thinking that you're overweight or, you know, you're always eating poorly, that's what you're going to continue to do. So food mindset is disrupting that pattern and seeing what your actual beliefs and behaviors and what is that actually coming from? What's the root cause? So a lot of times it is a coping mechanism because it's usually a coping mechanism. Like it can be a coping mechanism from a traumatic event. And it doesn't even have to be like a huge traumatic event. It could be one incident that happened at like your cafeteria, you know, like when you were a little kid and like, it could be that little event. It was traumatizing to you at the time. Mm -hmm. And that could be informing all of your behaviors up until now. I really believe that. Yeah. That it, that those kind of events in our life, they shape our decisions in our teenage Mm -hmm. years and our adult years until we have gone back and dealt with the root problem. And I firmly believe that thoughts become things. And so what you were saying for me, I'm 53 and a lot of people I've heard my whole life, oh, it's hard to lose weight when you're over 40. And I hear so many people saying that. And that's just one example of, you know, I really encourage them to stop saying that, to yep. get rid of that belief system and instead, you know, tell yourself, I lose weight quickly and easily. My body maintains its perfect health easily. Yep. And just to stay on that track and let go of those limiting beliefs that yes. are holding you back and holding you stuck. So changing your mindset around your body's health around your food. I am in total agreement with that. And I'm so glad that you're there to support people who are going through what you've been through, but they have someone, they have you. Yeah. And so tell me about your holistic health coaching. Yeah. So right now I only take on one-on-one clients. I have a free Facebook group where I can give tons of, you know, free online workshops to those members in the group who, you know, want to consume that on a group basis. But I love working with women one-on-one because that's where you see the powerful transformation happening. I mean, group programs are great, but you don't get that one-on-one support to dive deep into what is ailing you specifically. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, like I have hour long sessions with my clients and they like fly by, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, you know, they go by so quickly because there's so much to unpack. And like, once you, it's, it's also beautiful to witness like light bulb moments go on during our, in our sessions, because that can also open up an entire new pathway. Cause a lot of times we have repressed, you know, emotions, events, that sort of thing. And something could just click and it's just like, oh my God, I didn't, I've been, I didn't even realize that I forgot about that that even happened. I've been blocking that out for so long. So that's why I truly believe in the power of one-to-one coaching mm-hmm. and having that, you know, intimate connection and intimate relationship with someone, because this is like, this is some heavy stuff that we're going through and it affects so many different parts of our lives. And that's also the, I love about the work that I do. Yes. I'm a holistic health coach. And I do believe like health is one of our biggest assets, but also it's, it's not the only thing, you know, like health is just, I would say a symptom of something else. So you can have, so one of, I'll give an example. One of my clients, she works, she has a little bit of difficulty with accepting responsibility. So she'll blame others, but guess what? It happens in health. It happens in career. It happens in finances. It happens in everywhere, every part of your life. So even though it might be affecting your health, when you're working on that mindset of your health, it's actually going to improve other areas of your life Mm -hmm. as well which is, I love the, you know, reverberating effect because everything is connected. That's the beauty of holistic, a holistic approach to everything. It's knowing that everything is connected. 
And so when people work with you, they're not just improving their health, they're improving <laughs> their relationships, they're improving yes. their abundance. Yes. All like of communication, things. like that's actually big. One of the biggest things that I've also noticed is communication within relationships. And like mm-hmm. that's improved significantly. We all know that's like one of the biggest keys to a happy, healthy <laughs> relationship. So I love seeing that as well. Yeah, like you increase your confidence, which means that you can you feel more confident going after that career or like that job that you wanted asking for promotion when you feel confident in yourself, like you feel like you could take on the world. So, yes. you know, like it's, it, there's so many, it's a many folds of the effects that you actually get when working on your food mindset. I love it. I really do. And you had mentioned that you really like to share tips and advice and actionable things that women who are dealing with food issues or Mm -hmm. similar things can use in their life. Can you give us an example of some actionable things? Yeah, absolutely. So if you are someone who notices that they, or like you just know this about yourself, that you are always negative, negatively talking to you, right? You're, you know, talking to yourself, criticizing yourself. One of the biggest things that helped me change that conversation in my head was actually gratitude journaling. And at first I started doing three things a day. Because one of like, I actually have like a a free like download on my work on my um, website. But one of the biggest things that I noticed with studying gratitude journaling, because there's actually like science and research behind it, um, it creates new neural pathways in your brain to be able to help you think differently. But the one thing that I love about gratitude journaling is how I approach it is you find something different for three days straight. So like having those three things that I did, I made sure I didn't repeat one thing about, you know, in three days. I can repeat it on the fourth day, but in those three days, I wouldn't allow myself to repeat. And I always, if you're also, like I said, going through this negative self-talk, you know, constantly criticizing yourself, afraid to look at yourself in the mirror, find one thing every single day that you love about your body. Oh, I love that. Because when you start to actually look for those things, it changes the way you think about your body and the way you think about yourself. Because if you, if you have to, you know, come, if you're forcing yourself to come up with this one thing and I'm going to tell you, it's probably going to be hard, especially the first time you're doing this. But when you force yourself to actually look for those positive things, it's just going to get easier. You're going to see more positive, which is exactly what we want. And it's going to make our ability to change our behaviors and our actions so much easier when you're already in that positive state. And, you know, I think that when, you know, like you said, that positive mindset and sending love to our bodies as well is so important. One thing that I really liked about you talking about the gratitude journaling is actually the writing things down. Yes. I try to kind of sneak around that and (laughs) I'm just going to think about the things I'm grateful for. Yeah. And I do. And it's wonderful. And then I'm thinking about this situation that really annoyed me. And then I have this fake conversation in my head about what I should have said and so on. And, uh, you know, I really get off track. But just having this very specific thing to be gratitude journaling, even three things, and making sure it's something different, and then writing down something that you love about your body every day. And you've got that resource you said on your website, which is dailysmilebykristin.com. Again, Kristen is spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-N. I'm going to encourage the listeners to uh, take it a step further and say it aloud in the mirror. I'm a big fan of, of mirror work. Uh, we were talking about Louise Hay prior to the call and how she really brought mirror work to be mainstream. And just even if you can just place your hand on that part of your body, you know, a lot of women in particular, they worry about the stomach area, just putting your hand on your stomach and sending love to that area. And 
just creating this positive environment like you were talking about rather than one of the negative self-talk and the constant criticism and all of the shame and the guilt and the low self-esteem and the low deserve level and everything that comes with constantly beating yourself up. Yes, 100%. And one thing that I actually even say for gratitude journaling, they, they've seen that when you actually write it down on a physical piece of paper, you're activating more parts of your brain. So it actually is more impactful if you write it down on a piece of paper, but I love mirror work. I know for me, when I was in like the thick of it or like really trying to move away from it, it was really hard to send love mm-hmm. to that specific part of my body, which was my stomach. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you know, funnily enough, like that was my, that was my problem area. I always hated that part of my body. So I would just put my hands on my belly and just like, like take a deep breath, even just, you know, mm-hmm. taking a deep breath and like in the mirror saying like, I love you. I love and accept you. I love you. I love, you know, I love and accept you was really, really powerful for me as well, because I love mirror work. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And, you know, for those of you listening who think that sounds like it's the craziest thing ever, that you could never send love to your stomach, you know, or whatever part of your body that you are finding a challenge with, just being willing to, you know, Mm -hmm. so saying to doing like Kristen said, and looking in the mirror with your hands on your stomach and being, I love you. You could even say, I'm willing to love you, or I'm willing to consider to love you. Just, you know, opening that door and it will just improve your entire outlook on your body and change those thought patterns. And like you said, the neuroscience behind it uh, really proves that. And it's so great that we have that now. So I'm excited to talk about something that you have coming up because I was sniffing around on your website and there's something called 90 Day Regain Control of Your Body and Mind Program. Yes. Well, this sounds really intriguing. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm launching the 90 day program. It's a, obviously a three month program where I work one-on-one with you. It's launching in January, just in time to be able to get, you know, yourself started back on the new year's resolutions. Cause we all know that one of the biggest new year's resolutions is all centered around health or losing weight. And the beauty about this program is it goes into that food mindset like we've been talking about here where it's not just another diet because I don't believe in my personal philosophy is don't swear off anything for your entire life unless you have an allergy. You know, like there's, <laughs> there, you, you need to swear that off if you have an allergy, but everything, you shouldn't look at things as like good and evil. And so, you know, through this 90 day program, we dig into your food mindset, but you also during this time, learn how to make your body your ally and not your enemy by understanding okay, like this is, you know, understanding your triggers, also understanding on like a fundamental biological level, what your body needs. Cause when you get into that, the right food mindset, you'll be able to make the right decisions for yourself because you love yourself and you love, you want to be healthy. You want to be healthy for you. Even one of my clients told me um, this week, she was like, you know, junk food temptations have like just melted away. I was like, yes, that's exactly what it's actually supposed to be. You're not supposed to have those quote unquote temptations all the time. So this is what this 90 day program does is helps you understand what you should do on a biological level as a woman, because we have different needs than men and also get in the right food mindset. So that way you can have this for the rest of your life. You don't have to worry about, you know, different phases of your life, creating different things or, you know, being on this strict meal plan and, you know, having to not be able to go out to restaurants because you're too afraid that you're going to have something wrong. This is very flexible and adaptable So that way you can have it for the rest of your life. I love it. And uh, I really love that what you said about making your body your ally, not your enemy. When we're at this constant war with ourselves, you know, it's really hard for our bodies to change. And I'm I'm sure that when you're in this course, the 90 Day Regain Control of Your Body and Mind program, you're also addressing some beliefs. 
Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Especially limiting beliefs. That's one of the biggest things. Like when we first do, we do like an audit of your life. You know, what are your beliefs? Um, what are your fears? And you know, sometimes, like I said, you won't even notice it at a conscious level, but even just like what you put down, you know, what you think will help indicate what's going on at a deeper level. And we'll, we can drill into that. I love that. Because there's so many patterns, especially with women. I've heard so many people say, oh, well, once my grandma and my mom went through menopause, they gained weight or whatever. Just know that doesn't have to be your story, right? Yep. You can be at a healthy weight your entire life and you know, have your body functioning at its, at its top capacity because that's what you deserve. I mean, our bodies are, are here and meant for us to be able to use in a way that supports everything else that we do. And they're just these amazing miracles. And when we remember that, when we remember that our brains, our eyes, our ears, our hands, our legs, like everything that our body does for us every single day, and just really stay in that place of gratitude for what a miracle machine it is... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then it's yeah. hard to think of it as the enemy. Yes, exactly. And even just even taking it a step further, I know like my husband and I are probably going to start trying to have a, a baby next year. And he was just doing research online because we're, we're kind of nerdy like that. <laughs> but it's just like even the chance of you existing today, because like there's so many, you know, sperm or, you know, whatever, like yeah. there's the, ch- the chances of you existing today are slim. And the fact that you're here on this earth right now, is just like a beautiful thing in and of itself. So that's also something like you are here for a reason and you are, you deserve all the love in the world and Uh, have it. You're like, you know, it's totally possible for everyone. Trust me. If I could get through all of the things that I've gotten through, it's possible for literally anyone. Yes. And possible for those people to have regained their health like you have regained yours, which is amazing. To find more about this program or do some coaching with Kristen, you can contact her at Kristen at dailysmilebykristen.com. And again, Kristen is spelled K-R-I-S-T-I-N. I want to end today's show with a beautiful loving treatment that was actually written by Louise Hay. I think it's fitting when we're talking about healing our body to mention Louise Hay and everything that she has created and and the transformations in the millions and millions of people all around the world. And so I appreciate what you're doing too, because I know you're carrying that work forward. For those of you who are considering the 90-day Regain Control of Your Mind, Your Body and Mind program, please uh, do act quickly because that is launching in January. I'm very excited about it. So let's just move into this loving treatment. Just take a minute. And uh, if you can, you can even close your eyes, uh, take a nice deep breath and just absorb these words to inspire and motivate you from Louise Hay. Deep at the center of my being, there is an infinite well of love. I now allow this love to flow to the surface. It fills my heart, my body, my mind, my consciousness, my very being, and radiates out from me in all directions and returns to me multiplied. The more love I use and give, the more I have to give. The supply is endless. The use of love makes me feel good. It is an expression of my inner joy. I love myself, therefore I lovingly take care of my body. I lovingly feed it nourishing food and beverages. I lovingly groom it and dress it, and my body lovingly responds to me with vibrant health and energy. And so it is. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Kristen. And thank you listeners for tuning in. Again, you can reach Kristen at dailysmilebykristen.com. Check out all her free stuff on her Facebook page, Daily Smile by Kristen. And we hope you've enjoyed today's show and we will catch you again next time. Bye-bye for now. 
Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.